operatic today, Scott. When he first started, I thought you were going Santa. Santa? Why Santa? Santa was on the podcast. We know Santa. Can we start off with a hot take? Sure. Mm. Let's do it. First of all, let's introduce ourselves. Jordan Phillips, producer, has a hot take. Also, Jordan... Birthday boy. 30, 30. Happy birthday, 30th birthday to, to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Jordan. It's all downhill from here. <laughs> You'll wake up with weird pains. Thanks, fellas. What'd you get me? That song. My love. <laughs> oh, okay. My <laughs> love. Take it. The same thing you got me for mine in June and Scott's. Mm. Nothing. Nothing. That's right. But Too Scott cheap. Odom, Evan Samanko here. What's your hot take, Jordan? Well, I walked into Lowe's today to get something, and oh. it was like Halloween and Christmas. Uh, Halloween, Christmas, Halloween, Christmas. <laughs> There's a movie There's about so that. so much Halloween, I mean, Christmas stuff yeah, out that's right now. shocking. Well, because that's where your money is. By the way, mm. I went to Northern Tool today, a new store here in the great Bossier it's City, like, Louisiana. You can see it out the yeah. window. Cool store. It's like Harbor Freight, but better. Oh, yeah, and they have power tools and they have name brand stuff such as Milhuki and Dewoot. Mm. <laughs> no, they really do. They have Milwaukee, they have Dewalt. They actually have name brand I mean, stuff and it's not bad prices. I mean, wow. Lowe's really did. Looking almost, for a sponsor. They almost got me yeah. though. Oh, With the Christmas, Christmas stuff? It's yeah, not, because yeah. when you get to it, when you get to hanging up lights, the lights you'd want or you use the past year, you can't find them so they don't all match and I well, saw them they get and you. was like, that's how they get you. Nope, boy. they're not getting me. We are get you. We are recording this October the third, Jordan, and you're talking about Christmas lights. Sad. I'm just saying. Sad. What has come wrong with this country? But I did read an article yesterday saying that they think this will be for like the twentieth year in a row the most Americans spend on Halloween. Do you know how much money we spend on Halloween? Yeah, I saw something about it. It's like thirteen billion or something. Twelve point like eight billion. Is most of that on candy as a country? Oh, it's no. so expensive. Hey, remember, hey, I hey. used to work at a Halloween store. We need where to talk about this. Literally, had had no money and still tried to buy stuff. What's, What's your split? favorite thing you ever dressed up as? Go. Favorite thing I ever dressed up as? Like mm-hmm. as a kid? Well, I remember I, I worked in a haunted house. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay, so what was your favorite? Well, Scott Buffalo was Bill, terrifying things. Oh. Yeah, I've, I've been some absolute. Although when I was six, I was the Cookie Monster. Oh, oh that's nice. I, I have some photos. We'll have to share some photos. Please send those to me, and yes. I will post them. Uh, Green Power Ranger. When I was probably like five or Orphan six, time. I had the nice. dagger. Do you remember the dagger he played? Uh-huh. No, no, I I didn't watch Power Rangers. Really? Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, I Jordan. did see a funny thing, though, about the Power Ranger villain waiting for them to morph. <laughs> and, like, he falls asleep as they're waiting. <laughs> it did take a long time. In hindsight. Jordan, what was yours? We did uh, Sugar Skulls a few years ago. The sugar sugar skulls. skulls. I the, like uh, a Sugar Skull. Mm, sounds delicious. De la Muerte. Yeah, it's like that. Coco. Yes. Yes, which is May the... F- May. It's in May. I think Day of the Dead's in May. I, I think it is. Don't, I thought it was November. Fact check me on that. I will. All right. I'll look. There you go, Jordan. Thank you for that hot take. Halloween mm. is around the corner. Christmas Halloween. is just a hop, skip, and a jump away. Yep. Less than 100 days left in 2023. Yeah, but speaking of Halloween. November our 1st. Own, oh, November yeah, 1st. Day the day the after. Dead. But speaking of Halloween, our own pirate, Justin Hagler. Let's give an Arg. update. Do we have a Justin Hagler update, Scott? Nice. Yes, we do. How's the music? Dun, 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 dun. Oh, it's fine. a Justin right. Hagler update <laughs> from the BBC Four. So, most of you listening to this, you probably know Justin is our lead pastor. If you've yes. been around the last couple of weeks, you know he's had he's a tough lost couple weeks. His eyes. No, I'm kidding. He <laughs> that is not how true. He has not lost his eye. Bad rumors get started. Somebody just turned the podcast off and is calling right now <laughs> and saying, Do you know Justin lost his eye? He lost his eye. <laughs> he did not Arr, lose his eye, he. but he injured his eye. He did injure his eye. A piece of plywood. 
Took him out. That was not good. He, he was said, pulling uh, it off the ground. Well, he wasn't pulling it. Oh, okay. Let's be honest. Get the story, Scott. <laughs> he was using a tool incorrectly. Mm. And the I'm gonna kick the, this man while he's down. And the plywood said, "That is enough, sir." <laughs> and it's very came polite, at him. Plywood. <laughs> came at him like Satan. Mm. Mm. Popped him in the eye. Popped him. Popped him in the eye. Detached. The old retina. Which well, he didn't know it was, and then he thought yeah. it was better. Yeah, the doctor it got worse. Yeah, because I looked it up, and <laughs> doctor, what happened doctor to Odom, him? Man. Yeah, this is Doctor Odom. Because <laughs> I just, I was just curious. Yeah. Uh, because people were like, I can't believe they let him go, and the doctor cleared him. What happened to him happens to about five percent of the people that had that injured their eye like he did. It is a low probability. It is a low probability that you will have an issue, but in about five percent of the people that when you damage, basically, what happened is. Piece of plywood came up, hit him, hit him on the side of the head, hit his eye, um, and it kind of loosened the retina. And normally, what happens in case this ever happens to you? And my eye already yeah, hurts every yeah, time we which, talk about this. This is coming from the interwebs, so take it as a grain of salt. But according to what the internet said, <laughs> uh, that basically it kind of loosens the old retina, but your eye heals very fast. That is a known thing. It's one of your fastest healing parts of your body. And so most of the time, the retina kind of just fixes itself. Like, or, you know, Wolverine. But yeah, like only it's in a little eye. loose, but it's not going to detach. <laughs> right. Like, because as you age, your retina gets a little loose and stuff like that. As, everything as does. everything does. I'm hurting today. Yeah. So, but <laughs> normally, only one more day in your 20s, buddy. Yeah. But normally, as long as you don't injure it again, it, you know, stays in okay. place. But for him, for whatever reason, uh, whether it was the pressurization of the plane when he flew to New York or et cetera, he, uh, it detached and, uh, he got a little scared there, got a little nervous. He's fine now though. Had to have, uh, emergency surgery. They were able to put the retina right back where he is. He's gotten a great prognosis. He's doing way better than like, they ever expected. the retina wasn't like hanging out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's just loose dangling. Hello. But he did say it's pretty scary that he saw like a black yeah, curtain. Yeah. So basically no gradually. pain, just all of a sudden. Everything started going black. Well, everything. And it started right coming out, yeah. yeah, out of his peripheral vision. So. Yeah, so they, they went in and they, they were able to fix it. He did fantastic surgery. They were able to, to tack it back in place. They went in there with little tiny nails and just kind of put it oh back. No, kidding. No, just a little laser. I think that's Saw 10. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds horrible. Yeah, that does. But no, no, they go in there with a little laser and they zap it. I actually watch the surgery. It's pretty interesting. Did you really? I don't like all. You can find that on. It's amazing, dude. One of the coolest videos I have is when I had LASIK surgery. I have the video of it. It is so cool. To me, cataract surgery is amazing. Have you ever seen that? Where they go into the eye. I don't watch surgery. And they literally they go in there and they slice the cataract (laughs) up into four different parts and they vacuum it out. Are you serious? Oh yeah. And then they then they go in with the new cataract and unfold it underneath the eyelid, pull out, and you're done. You're good to go. It's amazing what they can do. Yeah. That's right. All this talk about how technology is awful and it's ruining everything and social media, we can see, guys. Yeah, vision. Yeah. So, but it, but Justin is doing fantastic now. Uh, he has he's has to have a lot of rest. He can't move because there's can't a bend gas, over. Yeah, there's a gas bubble you have to keep in place for healing. And but he is doing amazing. It drops like every two hours. Yeah, yeah. And he has to keep his eye dilated and stuff. But 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 yeah, he's okay. True. People care. We probably yeah. Won't. But no, I mean it really it really it, he really is doing fantastic. He appreciates all the. He came the by the office. He wanted everybody to just know yeah. he's doing okay and he's resting up. Yep, he is. So, but he's still not taking visitors and calls for a little bit. But. Uh, so that's the Justin Hagler. Yeah. The Justin Hagler BBC update. But that's not all, Scott. That's right. We're not just talking about Justin's eye. Nope. 
I see where you're going with this. <laughs> <laughs> we are going to the Red River Rebel. Red and I couldn't River. think of an eye pun. But the Revel is Rebel. here. We are excited to be back partnering mm. with the Red River Revel, which is, is a hard true. thing to say. Red River Revel. Red River. The rural Jerry. Revel Red River. That's right. And you yes. got to go help Robin and the team yep. set up, set the, up the entire Revel. Do good. The booth. whole thing. That's a lot of work. Mm. Thank you. No, just the booth. That's right. And it looks it fantastic. It is. It is. Did Absolutely. you get some food? I did not. We what were there yet, huh? super early in the morning. That's right. So. so tell them what it is, Scott, and what it looks like. And the, why they so should go it's, by? There's white tents everywhere at the at the downtown Riverwalk area, Plaza. Flestival Plaza, Flestival, Flestival <laughs> Plaza, a festival for the rest um, of us. And they're held down with white rope, and then on. Jeez, <laughs> ah, I'm kidding. No, so right by the not the main stage, but there's a second stage underneath the bridge. It's not the Texas Street Bridge. What is that bridge? Common Under Street the Bridge. bridge. Anyway, right there underneath the bridge. On the second stage, right by the second stage, there is a big yellow school bus-ish. It's actually a church bus somebody donated to us. We actually turned it into a school bus. And it's all about teacher appreciation. Robin did an amazing job. She came up with a design. There's all kinds of cool, like, teacher appreciation gifts. There's an awesome chalkboard. We can put the Teacher of the Week up there and write special notes to the teacher. Oh, and that's another thing. So we had our people write 500 notes to teachers thank you, all notes. around. Yeah, just thank you. Because teachers are an amazing teachers do resource. And they day. do great by taking care of your terrible, terrible children <laughs> in schools. Not all your children are terrible. But let's admit, some are. Some are just difficult. And they put up with them because that most teachers, not all, but most teachers love what they do. And they love kids. And they love teaching. And they always don't get the recognition that they deserve. And so it's just nice to be able to do that, give back, and they get to come down the revel. They get a little gift. They get a little thank you. They get a little positive reinforcement. And it really is. It's a small way yeah, to let them know we appreciate say, them. Thank you, teachers, for teaching us to teach others to do good teaching. Because one mm. day you might be coworkers with your teacher, like Jordan and Amber McDonald. Mm -hmm. She taught mm. Jordan Awkward. in elementary school, in third grade. <laughs> and good thing he was a good student. I was not. That's right. Which, and I, sure now I, serve, I now serve with my two middle school teachers, Miss Candy Murphy and Miss Sandra Posey. There you go. I'm pretty Which sure Sandra I got Posey. my first F in her class. <laughs> <laughs> Third grade? Oh, yeah. Jordan. Sandra to Posey told my mom, Scott has a lot of charm, but that will not pass my class. Oh. And she was right. I didn't pass. Uh, oh, really? <laughs> True story. Y'all are not very good students. Huh? Oh, hey. I was a terrible student. <laughs> oh, man. I did not care. Plus, I was a part, I'm a bit older than the sure, two of you. Sure. And Child Left Behind didn't exist then. So I got what was before Child Left Behind, which was no child. Left let's, just, <laughs> let's just pass them. And so, and at the school that I was at, which will remain unmentioned, they just passed me. There you go. I never but did not homework Sandra Posey. No. But then when we moved to Bozier and I got into Bozier school systems, they were like, yeah, that ain't going to fly here. <laughs> yeah, these credits, they, they, yeah, they... We actually care about our students and care that you learn something. There you go. My and third grade so, daughter has a B right now and is crushed that she does not really? have straight A's. Yes. I would have been elated <laughs> with a B in third grade. Yo, dude, it was C's get degrees in my house. Oh, well, man. for me, at least. No, for me, What about it your was, brother? Oh, my... Dude, my parents cracked down on my brother. They're like, 
double standard. Oh, yeah. Which they was thought, fine by me. He had potential. You knew they knew it was a lost yeah, cause. Yeah, well, he didn't do nothing. But, you know, it's fine. <laughs> Teachers, we appreciate you. Go by the Revel. It ends this coming Sunday, October the 8th. Scott, you might say culminates We're with shutting it down. The Simple Church shutting down the Revel. Sunday the 8th. Oh, it's like, what are we shutting down? I was, I <laughs> we are the last day. It ends that night. Yes, and that's the, I will be serving that night, 5 to 8. Go by and see Scott. Yeah. Where are you yeah, serving? I at? will be there. I, the teacher well, at do the good teacher booth. Do good booth. Oh. Yeah, because I actually am taking the bus back to where it went. It hey, have you Thank ever you. thought about <laughs> it's just how... a giant field of buses <laughs> in the sky? <laughs> you ever thought about how school buses fit in traffic lanes? Nope. Like really, let's think about this. I have never driven a bus. Have you driven a bus? I well, have. no, but think about it. You got two kids that sit next to each other, an aisle, and then two more kids that sit okay, next but, to each other. But an eighteen wheeler is wider than a. School bus. But Anything Jordan like does make a good point. But how do they fit? You can't fit eight people in my truck. Across. Yeah, you can. No, you can't. Well, <laughs> think about it, though. There's no seat belts. There's nothing. There's no, like, there saying, It doesn't buses make do. sense. It yeah. does. I know what Jordan's saying. There's I'm four picking up. people across. Picture in your mind at home as you're listening to this. Mm. If you have a, this what's is your a truck? a lot of school bus <laughs> Silverado. A Chevy Silverado truck. Silverado. And someone said... We're going to put an aisle in the middle of your Chevy Silverado. Mm-hmm. And put two and kids on both sides. Kids well, on but a both bus sides. is wider than your But bus. how does that fit in a traffic? Why are cars wider then? I'm not an engineer. <laughs> Driving down Piermont, I, I don't know how they do math. it. <laughs> I still count on my fingers. I have no you idea. You F's? <laughs> oh. D's got degrees in my book. That's right. Oh. Yes. So real quick, before we get off of the teachers that we appreciate. I, I thought you were going to buses again. No, yeah, buses. <laughs> teacher, Scott, do you have yes. a teacher that stands out as a favorite Ms. teacher? Jackson. Ooh, she is for real. Yep. I am for real. Never <laughs> what grade? What did she teach? What made her stand out as a teacher? So um, she taught me sixth grade English. Um, she was actually the first teacher to actually care. Yeah, about not just me, but her students in general. She was so the you only six years of elementary. She school. was the only teacher <laughs> that teacher I that, had, like sad. until I got to Bozier, that actually cared. Yeah, she did. Our the school system that I was involved in, in the parish that's named. next to ours, mm-hmm. uh, at that time, it has gotten much better. Good, at, at, in Thank particular you. my school because you actually know someone that teaches there right now. Oh, I do. I know yes. you're talking about. Yeah. Um, but. When I was there, they really, the teachers were there collecting a, te- uh, a paycheck. They, Every one of them. They could have cared less. They really could have cared less. That's so sad. At least the ones that I had. Right. And, and my mom fought with them for years. But anyway, Miss Jackson actually Woo. really did care. And she actually put a lot of effort into what she did. And she put a lot of effort into us. And she encouraged us and really went to a lot of trouble for us. And she also was really funny. She actually ended up in the news when I was in her class. Oh. Um, she had uh, she lived right next to um, Ford Park. Yep. And uh, two guys tried to rob her. And she knocked them, one of them out and tackled the other one. Uh, but she knocked it out with a cordless phone. No way. About. Yep. It came up behind her. They had guns. And she turned around and she said, hold on one second. Grabbed her phone. Knocked one completely out. Uh-uh. And then ran the other one down, tackled him, and held him there until the police got there. Did that help move up your favorite teacher rankings? Well, I mean, that's a great story. <laughs> but no, but she really, story. I mean, she really did care. And when she went to him and she had him pinned on the ground, did she say, I apologize a thousand times? <laughs> I am for real. <laughs> Jordan, how about you? Favorite teacher? Well, I mean, it's got to be Miss Barnwell. Oh, Amber McDonald oh, Barnwell. Boo. boo. Third grade, Kerr Elementary. Making Fs. Mm. Right next to each other when 9-11 happened. <laughs> just bonded for life. Wow. That is mm. weird. That's, that's a sad, sad, sad day. 
Might have been Miss Podner. You were, hold on, wait, wait, hold on a second. You were in third grade at nine eleven. Yeah, I was in ninth grade. I was a senior. You're so wow. old. I am. You're in your forties. <laughs> I'm talking like this. I am. <laughs> so anyway, Miss Podner, Podner, airline high school taught civics. Podner, Podner, P O D N. Yeah, I remember her. Yeah. Miss Podner. I never had her because I wasn't smart. But that what makes sense. What was her first name? Miss. Uh, <laughs> Judy? Uh, Lisa? No, no, I'm sorry. I'm thinking of my principal was Ponder McGinnis. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Wow, that's not even close. Yeah. <laughs> First names and last names are different. <laughs> but no, we had civics freshman year. And Definitely wasn't in that class. You didn't have civics? No. Civics? <laughs> I didn't have civics either. I didn't even have algebra in high school. They gave me business What math. is wrong with you? Why because, do I work with you guys? Because they said, they said I couldn't handle algebra, so they gave me business <laughs> They put me in algebra three times. <laughs> and... He, Wow. <laughs> they didn't even attempt it. They were like, don't even give it to this guy. <laughs> That's right. You just go color with some crayons there. Exactly. 18-year-old. Jeez. <laughs> oh, but we did civics and we did mock trial and we got to be like lawyers and go and do the whole stuff. Mock and trial with J. Ron Holt. That's right. Really was interesting. And then I took her for AP American History. Mm. I always wanted definitely to take, one in that one. I wanted to take civics because I, I wanted it. to do the it mock trial. It was fascinating. Trial. I thought it would it make really a great helped. lawyer. You would have been. Yeah. Thank you. Hmm. Thank you. That's right. So yeah, if I could debatable. do it over, no, seriously, if I could do it over again, I would have probably gone to law school. You think like, so? I oh, thought yeah. about it for a little while. Yeah, I think I would make a good lawyer. Dude, I would make a good defense lawyer. I'm animated. He's charismatic. <laughs> I could see Scott yeah. being like a Saul Goodman type. <laughs> oh yeah, absolutely. I would, Y'all don't know what this dude did. <laughs> yeah, I could I would probably yeah, I would probably get some very bad people out of some very sticky situations. Hmm. And, and on that note, thank you, teacher, today. <laughs> but well, thank you. That's right, Scott. All this ties into yes. living the dream. Living the dream. Some teachers live in their dream. Some others not live so in a much. nightmare. <laughs> Every day, <laughs> these students. I was in your class. I'm sorry. That's right, Jordan. And Scott. Why are you? Tor- Actually, I was a really great student. Not academically. I never got gasped or suspended. Neither that, did I. Is that the standard? I did not. <laughs> it's a pretty I got, low bar. Yeah, got some I was, stern talking tos. But <laughs> I never that even was got stern talking to. I always followed the rules in class. That's good. Did yeah. you ever get called in the principal's office? Nope. Jordan? Yeah. Oh, okay. I did. One I time. did not. You know who my principal was? Bill Allred. At Cope Middle School. That's exactly right. He was right. my principal. That's Actually, right. Actually, when I was there, he was my vice principal. Some A friend of mine shoved me at lunch, and I pushed him back, and he hit his mm. head against the bricks and then started like trying to hit and me. And died. And, no, he's fine. <laughs> I think he's fine. <laughs> I talked to him in a while. He's in a wheelchair. And Bill Allred literally said- talk to him? Huh? You still talk to this guy? Oh, no. I haven't seen him in oh. years. I mean, we were, we were friends. We were fine after this, but we had to go to the office because we were shoving. And we go up there, and I, I don't think he was bleeding, but I think he was dizzy. And we sat in the front for a while, and Bill already has, has no recollections, by the way. He didn't remember me at all being in there. <laughs> and we sat there, and he's like, are you going to push him again? I said, no, sir. He said, are you going to push him again? He said, no, sir. He's like, all right, get out of here. <laughs> that was it. I just remember from Bill Allred days is when he would come down the hallway, it would go quiet. It's a presence. He's a large, intimidating and man. And he's so, it's such a nice guy. But you didn't know that. But you didn't know it's that when school you principal. were in eighth grade. Sure. Exactly. Anyway. Anyway. Back to living the dream. That's right, Scott. You wanted to talk about living the dream. The series we've been doing, you did. Oh, yeah. Really, Justin wanted to. You're right. Well, it inspired you to talk about it. Yes, it inspired me to inspire others about inspiring them to inspire living the dream. Yes, but we've done the series for a couple of weeks. Go back and listen to those on demand yes. on the Simple Church app, YouTube channel. Go find some great content. Yes. This is a really good message this past week, Scott. It has been. Yeah, some guy did a fantastic mm, job. Nailed Use it. Justin Notes. 
I uh, didn't agree with everything he said. Sure, sure. But yeah, for the most part, I think he did pretty good. Which was you. Actually, you did amazing. Well, job. thank you. you I was fishing did. for a compliment, yeah, but yeah. I just you, you kidding. really it is you the good honestly series. Honestly, did, did I went there. I took off, but good for you, you. Did a great job. Thank you, Jordan. You go back and listen. It was good. Inspire you. But there were issues with your headset mic. That's all I heard. Really? <laughs> that got back what to you. I heard the little thing mm. doesn't stay in my ear. It bothers me. Sorry, that's okay. Anyway, that's not what anybody's listening mm. to. Scott, talk about the dream, living it, and how we do that. What are dreams? <laughs> no, I'm kidding. No, I'm just, you know, I got to think about it this morning, actually, on my way to work. And I don't know. It's just, you know, what is living the dream? Mm. And so I'm curious for the two of you yes. and myself. Like, what for you in particular, which I'm talking to you as the audience, but to also these two people. Play along at home. Think in your head right now. What for you is living the dream? So I thought about this, Scott, when you said that. My mm-hmm. dream is because I don't play the lottery. Someone just comes up, hands me a ticket, and says, this is going to be good. And then they like mm. disappear like an angel. <laughs> and then I hit the lottery. I, just, I, picture, like, I picture like they turn to, to a sand dump. and then just <laughs> yep. float Gone. away into the ether. Win the lottery, never have to worry about anything again. And mostly being facetious. But I think mm. a lot of people, that is a dream. Not having to worry about finances, having money. Right. But it could be money. Mm. I mean, I think finances is a big one, but I don't really know. Right. What is yours? I just want a private jet. <laughs> no, uh, no, for me, I don't know. It's changed over the years. I mean, I will be honest. Like when I was younger, obviously, I wanted to be a billionaire. And, uh, you know, yeah, with a B and like have (laughs) like houses and cars and everything. But the older I've gotten, the less and less important that stuff has been. I don't know if I want someone to walk up and hand me a lottery ticket. but Basically, I would like to be financially independent enough where I could do what I wanted to and I want to do. Mm -hmm. For instance, travel. If I wanted to buy an RV, I could just buy an RV and travel. That's that's basically for me is living the dream. Mm. If, If that's like worldly dream. Right. And that's a good distinction because I think most of the time you do get set on those material things. Right. right? And this was the Tom Brady clip I showed really in the message, Jordan. It was great. You should go listen. That's the whole reason why I brought this up. Is it really? There you go. I just want you to preach. I'll do that. I'll just shout it right now for Jordan. (laughs) (laughs) Word for word. No, but I saw this interview with Tom Brady years ago and I've used this clip in student ministry. I played it if you watched the message this past week and it's Tom Brady after he won his third Super Bowl. He's 27 years old. He married a supermodel. He has everything every person ever dreamed of success could be. And he gave this interview on 60 Minutes and basically said, is this what life's all about? Like, he, word for word, he says, is this all there is? He's like, I don't know why I feel this way. And then the interviewer asked him, was like, what's the answer? And he said, I wish I knew. And we hear over and over and over again, successful, rich, popular people, celebrities, that are miserable. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But we still want to imitate and live a lifestyle like them because yeah. it seems so glamorous from the outside. Well, but I think, but there you go back to, I think what happens is, is also like you take someone like Tom Brady. He has no privacy. Mm. So what are the trade-offs? Like, okay, sure, you're worth millions of dollars and you have everything you could ever want, but you can't go anywhere. Like, for instance, I myself am very famous. No, I'm kidding. I'm not famous at all. <laughs> you might recognize but, Scott. I saw The but, Rock was yeah. talking exactly about but this like, the other like, day. Really? Yeah, but, he, it was on his Instagram page. Yeah, but like, I I am obviously not famous at all. However, because I used to work at the CenturyLink, and I was a driver for a lot of very, very, very famous people. 
And like, even when Drew Brees came in, I was his driver. You can't, he can't go anywhere. Mm-mm. Even when we sat down at lunch at a restaurant, people are constantly coming up. Can I get a picture? Can I do this? And he has to go, no, not right <laughs> now. You know, like, got to set a yeah, boundary, which right. he was very nice and was like, I, I will after I get done eating, but I need to eat right now. And so, like, if you can imagine, you put yourself like that every day. Like, you can't go to a restaurant. Like, you can't be like, hey, I'm in the mood for Olive Garden. Let's go to Olive Garden. You can't do that. You can't go to a store and buy clothes because, you know, like, there's how many stories you hear about when celebrities, you know, they're out on the town. Somebody breaks into their house. And, like, mm-hmm. like there was one, like, Taylor Swift guy broke into her home. It was, like, asleep in her bed. Like, waiting for her to come home. And, like, when the police got there, he's like, no, I live here. And they're like, no, you don't. You're not Taylor Swift. You know, you're her husband, which she's not married. You know, so that's kind of the trade-off. And that's where I think that's where... And also, less material things are not fulfilling. Mm. That's the other side of it, too. But a lot of people chase them like they are. <laughs> right. You chase them like they are. But just like with me, I always wanted a Jeep. I got a Jeep. I loved that Jeep until I didn't. Because that Jeep hurt me. Mm. <laughs> Literally hurt me. It, Pulled just, really it, it, actually, <laughs> it really broke my back. It actually did. It really broke my back. But, like, at the end of the day, it's not fulfilling. That Jeep did not fulfill me. It did not fulfill that, that part of me that I thought I'd really want. And now mm. I'm desperately trying to get rid of it, and it won't go away. <laughs> a Jeep-sized hole in your heart. I mean, that's a silly example. <laughs> it but is. It's, it's true, though. Being the good students that you are, I'm sure you both read Moby Dick. I did. No. Did you really? Yeah. Okay, good. So it's the whole concept, right? Yeah. It's a, a allegory, a metaphor for the white whale that he's trying to chase his whole life. It's this thing that we think we want and it never satisfies. Right. And that's why I think we're, that's why it's so important and something that I struggle with because I thought about this morning on the way in work because when I was thinking about this, something that I struggle with and I think most people struggle with is everyday fulfillment, mm. which I think for me is really living the dream when you can live every day fully fulfilled in whatever that capacity is. And that's something that's hard to do. I mean, I like, for instance, for me, what I struggle with the most and really what I think would be most fulfilling for me is finding my purpose. Because at 40 years old, I still don't think I found my purpose. And a lot of people, especially in men, they tend to find it in their professional life. And I don't think I found that. Hmm. But then when I really think about it, does that really matter? Like, or is my purpose just living every day to the best I can? So then what is the, you know what I'm saying? So that's where that, that kind of tug of war starts within myself. I'm just talking about me personally, because for me, for so long, I've chased money. I've had so many different jobs trying to find the perfect career. What's the count? Because when, hold on, everybody at home, think in your head of a number of what so many jobs is. Like, they're probably thinking, oh, Scott's had like eight or nine jobs. We counted it up. It's 20 jobs or beyond. 20 different places of employment. Since you were 18? Uh, Actually, technically, that's before I was 18. I'm still counting high school jobs. But still. It's 20 plus jobs. In, yeah, like 25 years. Yeah, and some some I lost because of actions that I did. But a lot of the jobs I just changed because I was trying to find that thing. The next thing. Hmm. Right. And that I've, I mean, I've had jobs where literally, I mean, the potential of making money was millions of dollars a year. And then I've had other jobs where I'm making barely over minimum wage. Dollars a year. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. And it's all to try to find, quote unquote, my purpose. And I've been searching for 40 years. But it's only now 
and this year, and it's actually ironically since I've been married that I've realized maybe that's not so important because now in my married life, I realize what's most important right now is being the best husband I can be mm-hmm. Look at for you. my wife. And that's really what's most important right now. Don't know how to take serious, Scott. Sorry. So good. I don't have to no, apologize. These, well, these are all thoughts that I <laughs> yeah. had. That's why I texted this morning that I wanted to kind of change the subject today because this is what I was going through my mind this morning on my drive to work. Yeah, absolutely. So let's talk about relationships because I think that's a number, a big yeah, thing. Yeah, I think that's where a lot of people try to find their fulfillment. The dream too. person, right? Right. Their dream spouse, the dream partners. Yeah, and know. let me tell you, my wife is not my dream spouse. <laughs> <laughs> I hope she doesn't listen. She does. <laughs> Love you, honey. <laughs> Love you, Julie. <laughs> and it's this whole idea of soulmates, right? right? That is so prevalent in pop culture is that there's one person there who's going to yeah. complete you and be everything you need. And that's just really not true. No. And I mean, as harsh as that may sound, I love Julie. And I guess you could call her my soulmate. But it takes work. It's and a I, choice. Yeah. Well, and it is a choice. And And I think that's what a lot of people, and I think that's what gets lost is because... Once again, going back to the celebrity route, these, especially younger people, they see these, you know, like the perfect boy and the perfect girl and they get together. Taylor and, Swift and Travis Yeah, Kelsey. they're so loving and everything. Well, like in my marriage, and my wife and I get along great and we love each other to death. And I, I do, I really do. And she really is perfect for me. We both have an incredibly dark sense of humor. And probably if people heard us in our private <laughs> lives, they would think these two people need real serious help. But... I mean, but it takes work. Like, I have to sacrifice every day to make our marriage work because I have to sacrifice for her. Just like, but she does the same for me. Right. It's, so, and that's the, that's the trade-off. And it's not always perfect either. We got into a big fight a couple of nights ago. It happens. And it happens. But it takes work, though, to go, okay, I was wrong. And then she can say I was wrong. And we compromise. And, and that's when you die to self and go, okay, I'm not going to be that selfish person because I want this to work. And so that's where all that soulmate stuff goes out the door because now you got to put in the effort to make it work. That's very That's my Scott. opinion. That's my opinion. opinion. I so, like it. Jordan, how old were you when you got married? 26. 26. Scott, how old were you? Yeah, 26. 39. <laughs> and I was 21. So I got married sooner than you guys, but... I do remember talking to lots of friends in their 20s that if I could just find the right girl, if I could do this, this is what I'm missing, this is what I need, or the right guy, and you need to go. And the single problem that you feel when you're single is that everybody else is married, everybody else is happy, I'm not going to be fulfilled and do it to most people, not everybody, but there's this this idea that you're not going to be able to live your dream until you get married. And you guys were able to find careers, you were working on these different things, doing different stuff, but it was probably in the back of your mind that you were looking for that person, that pressure to do that. Jordan, well, you say, oh, I mean, to, I mean, being a hundred percent transparent. Yeah. Sure. I wasn't looking for a wife. Okay. Whenever, because I was about to move to Nashville and do the whole music thing. And, um, I was just praying through that. And then God introduced Tyler to me and, and he said, pay out your five, plans. Five years later, or actually seven years later, <laughs> you know, Still here in Bozier, Shreveport, and have a family and two kids, and it's it's great. But it's it's one of those things where it's like I had a different dream, but then God was like, "Nope, that ain't it." Yeah, and I think that's that's the key too, because I think a lot of times you can have dreams and you have things that you think, "Oh, this is how my life's going to go." God's like, "No, 
I don't think so. But I think, but like, like joking about that voice and the God voice. Yeah. I think most people when they hear that, it, maybe they don't say it out loud, but subconsciously we think, well, I don't know if God really wants what's best for me. God's going to make me do the thing that I'm supposed to do. And we doubt that God really does have our best interests at heart because we think we know better. But yet, in Proverbs 16.3, <laughs> is this Scott oh, quoting a Bible yeah. verse? It says, commit to the Lord whatever you do, and he will establish your plans. Mm. I've never been prouder of you, Scott. There you go. I told you. I've been <laughs> well, I can speak to that because this summer has been an expensive summer for Sheesh. us. That was my summer two summers ago. Ridiculously expensive summer. We had a kid. Our air conditioner went out two weeks or two weeks after. Uh, my dog had to have ACL surgery. That was another few thousand dollars. I mean, it was just a very. But I was just telling my wife, we got to stay faithful, keep tithing. God's going to take care of us. I know our bank accounts don't look like He's taking care <laughs> of us, but we ain't missed a meal. We ain't missed a bill. Nothing. Well, and it's it, it's sending that money and going. God, I don't know what you need this money for, but it ain't mine. Right. Well, I mean, it's just the same way with me. You know, I'm not going to go into any great detail, but uh, this year has been a little difficult uh, for <laughs> not just being newly married, but also uh, we had some incidents and accidents that happened that caused my wife to lose her very high paying job right at the time we had committed to tithing to the building program. <laughs> but we didn't stop mm-hmm. and we have more money now than we ever had. Right. But that's it's just so crazy how God works that way. But also, but going back to what you were saying earlier, like for me, I had given up on marriage. I didn't think I was ever going to get married. Um, I had found someone in my twenties that I thought I was going to marry. Thank you, Lord, I didn't. And that's a big thing, though, because at yeah. the time you were very confident. Yeah, and we've talked about this. Yeah, and it was not a good relationship. And I only can know that now when I look back on. And it. when you broke up, you were devastated. You didn't oh, know that then. Yes. It's with the gift of hindsight. Yeah, I was absolutely devastated, beyond devastated. I thought that was it. And I gave up then. And so I went from 26 to 39, or 38, really, to, well, I guess 39. Anyway, yeah, I wasn't looking for, I didn't think I was ever going to get married. I mean, it just wasn't a part of anything that I thought I was going to do. And here I am, the old ball and chain. (laughs) No, I'm kidding. But no, now I'm, and I'm very happily married, and I love my wife, and we have a great Your one-year anniversary is coming up. I know, October the 29th. What are you going to do? Where are you going? We're not going anywhere. Mm. <laughs> but, and it's reason why is because uh, we are going to the beach in a couple of weeks. Oh, Woohoo! Yeah. And so, but then uh, we are, she's very traditional. So we're doing a paper anniversary. So I got her. Are you a telling? Gift. No, I'm, okay, no, I'm, okay. I'm, I'm got her a, a ream of paper. So, no, I'm kidding. But I did get her a paper <laughs> gift. Actually, I got her two paper gifts. Good mm. job. Yeah. So. Good job. But no, I mean, yeah. So that's kind of just, you know, what I wanted to talk about. Right. So when yeah. I was preparing for the message, when I was looking up stuff last week, was talking about dreams, this idea. How many, what percentage of Americans say that they are living their dream right now? I would probably say less than 10%. Yeah. I mean, I'd say like 20, maybe. 22. Jordan would have won if it was a game. So that means eight out of 10 people don't feel like they're living their but dream right now. But I think it goes back to what you said earlier when mm. you're talking about love. I think that's a choice. Mm. Because I think if, if you get up 
and you go through your day and all you do is you're negative and you think about this, this sucks. I hate my job. And you know what you else know? we do all day? Yeah. And you're on your phone, the phone and you're looking at these other people comparing who, these beautiful fake who look like they're just in these beautiful places. Like I can never afford to go they're to They're at Bali. Disney again. Yeah. That's at my house a lot. Yeah. Or I can't go to Bali and blah, blah. So you're making that choice to live in that negativity or mm-hmm. you can go because now not everyone, but I've had the benefit of going to third world nations where they're just happy they woke up and they're happy they ate that day. Not that morning, that day that we showed up and we fed them that day. Puts they got perspective. Yeah, they got fresh water for the first time in ever <laughs> because they didn't have any source of fresh water and they got it for the first time when we put a well in their village. So... When you think that way, then you go... It's perspective. Yeah. I woke up and I got to go to McDonald's and got a sausage biscuit. Not, And I love what I do and I love my job. Not every day is fantastic. But I had to make that choice in the morning when I drive to work going, no, I'm happy that I'm here and I'm happy that I'm doing this. And that's where I'm finding my purpose now and going, this is my purpose and this is where I am now. And I don't know if this is where I'll be tomorrow, but for today, and it's the AA principle, if you know anything about AA, I can't do anything about the past and I can't do anything about the future. But today and this moment, I can do something about. So I'm going to live this moment right now. And that's what I'm going to do. And I'm going to find my purpose and my happiness in this moment. And I think that's what you have to do. And then that's where you find your fulfillment. And also God, obviously you find it in that because that's what God wants you to do. So you have to go to him and be like, hey, God, fulfill me in this moment. Help me find that purpose. And and you and you also have to fake it till you make it because you don't always feel that way. Right. I mean, there are some days I wake up and as you know, I'm just in a bad mood. <laughs> some days I come in here and I'm just difficult. Maybe once or twice I've yeah. experienced because, that. But it's because sometimes I'm just, and, and there's no reason for it because I'm not perfect. But I think that's what's important. You have to come in and go, no, I'm going to make the choice to be fulfilled and live my dream, whatever that may be today. And my dream today is I woke up with a roof over my head because there's people in Mexico that are living in caves that literally are five minutes from the border because that's all they can afford is a cave. So, yeah, you kind of go, all right, well, then I woke up in a house, you know, and I have a roof over my head because there's people in Shreveport that don't even have that. Sure. There's a guy right now who... Right off I-20, literally right here that's in a tent underneath the airline bridge. You're not that guy. Well, maybe you are if you're listening. (laughs) What are the odds? (laughs) But, but, I mean, most of us, we're not that guy, you know? Absolutely. And I think that's good perspective. And it's like, I need a new car. My car is old. It's paid off and trying to hold out, do it, whatever. Only 2% of the world owns a car. Right. So if you own a car, you are in the highest... 98th percentile of worldwide wealth. It's like, I can't remember the numbers, but most people make less than $2 a day on average in 2023 adjusted for American inflation. So we could all use more money. We could all do more stuff. It's funny. We all talked about financial things and our dream, but it is that pressure, that feeling of you could do what you want to do. And I know a lot of people feel like they can't live their dreams because they have student loans. They got to pay off the stuff. They made bad financial choices. And that's why doing things like tithing as again, Obviously, we're church. We're a little biased, but I've tithed since I got my first job when I was 14, and God has always taken care of me. There's always things I could want more. Blows me away every single time. Yeah. Like, I decided to go back to school, 
And when I decided to do this, that's when my wife lost her job. And we're like, well, I guess we'll just have to take student loans. And I just, I did the normal student loan thing. And when you do that, you apply for grants. Grant paid for everything. Hmm. School's costing me nothing. I'm not going into debt. It's costing us nothing. And how many people right now sit and listen to this have never applied because they didn't think they could afford it? Right. And that's where, that's such a great yeah, thing and, to hear. And my thing was, it, it just was grants that were available. And I just, you I just tried. And I didn't think I would get it because I work full time. My wife still works full time. She makes very good money. I make decent money. And in the grand, when you look at it, I, I didn't think I would qualify. But you tried. You put I the effort. I tried and it paid for everything. So, yeah, which obviously, you know, that doesn't happen to everyone. But I think, but just going back to it, I think for me, living the dream is, is waking up with that perspective and saying, I'm going to do the best I can for today, for right now. Mm-hmm. And it's not easy. It's not the easiest thing in the world to do for anybody, for no matter where you are. But I think that's what the most important thing, and that's what living the dream is for me. That's personally. great. Absolutely. So there you go. Jordan, any final thoughts? Final thoughts by Jordan Phillips. I think Scott wrapped it all up. Well done, Scott. My throat is very sore now. Oh, yeah. It's a lot of talk. (laughs) (laughs) And that's a good note to end on. Thank you for listening. If you like this, let us know. Scott at thesimplechurch.tv. If you're in Germany, let us know. He's male's name. He's so lonely. No, I'm kidding. But really, and also. Scott's dream is for someone to email him. Somebody emails from another country. But honestly, though. To all of you that listen, which we always joke around, so we have four listeners, but we have more than that. Thank you for listening. That's for real, right. we got to meet some of them at the chicken ball yes, giveaway. Exactly, it's there been... were there were more people showed up to that than I ever would have thought. That was so so surprising to me. So many people. They're really out there. They're yeah, real human beings. The chicken really, ball thing. Oh yeah. Uh, one person came up to me, which is fine. Uh, well, Bye they may not know you. They don't know <laughs> you're you from a B-list the celebrity. <laughs> <laughs> Your face isn't on the screen. Like That's Kevin fine. But no, I mean, but but really, thank you for listening. Thank you for letting us do this. Absolutely. It's been we it's get to been do a, a podcast, guys. I almost sound like I'm like we're never doing it again. Yeah. Like, is... thanks so much. It's been a great couple of years. Uh, you know, it's thanks for Scott was handed a lottery ticket <laughs> yep. and the person turned to dust in front of him and he's never coming back. No, we'll be back next week. We will be back next week with another great episode. Thanks for listening. Subscribe mm. wherever you get it automatically each week in your feed. And Scott, leave a five-star review. Yes. Have you actually done that? I have. Thank you. Good, You're Jordan. Welcome. I've never asked you I this actually, on there. I have left Jordan. a five-star rever- review right on all platforms. Wow. Yes. Thank you, Scott. You're well done. Well, I have to. My, <laughs> it so, helps. Yes, yeah, our podcast. <laughs> That's right. So Jordan's doing it right now live on the air. But we want you, this. listener, to go to Apple Podcasts or Spotify, wherever you listen. Yeah, and leave go, a comment. Leave a five-star review, a comment, yeah. get the feedback. Yes. I did it. Po- positive yeah. comments only. That's right. Please. <laughs> Stupid bunch of negative comments. This is terrible. I hate them. Don't do that. We'll cry. Your voice is so annoying. (laughs) Thanks for listening. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thanks for downloading this episode. We appreciate you listening to Backstage with the Simple Church Podcast. Subscribe so each week you get the new episode when it comes out on Wednesdays. Exactly, because that's what you want is the new content. That's right. Automatically pops up in your feed, Spotify Mm. or Apple Podcasts, wherever you listen to podcasts. And while you're there, leave a five-star review. Please do, because it helps people find us. And plus, we deserve it. (laughs) That's right, Scott. You do a great job. Oh, so do you. And thanks for listening. Share it with a friend. Send it to somebody that should enjoy this episode and subscribe as well. And thanks for being a part of the Simple Church. Thanks for listening.